<laughs> well hey everyone here we are another friday another daddy issues podcast episode and today we're doing a part two of the drinking which we did last week so check that out if you haven't already and we talk about kind of deep about because he acknowledged his issues you've never done that before so we kind of spoke about that and how we connected and then the um culture behind alcohol in the uk so you're in for a good one please subscribe like share whatever you gotta whatever you can do join the patreon and sit back and enjoy the episode Here it is. Okay, it hi. Big, back in my head. Good, good. Back again. As I was saying, I had a, 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 um, a delightful morning making a compost bin out of pallets and and floor protector. So that was a that was got roped into that by your mother. So that was a yeah. She a very... bitch. Hey? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> she she. Funny enough, this the the allotment thing that George wanted to get this allotment. Okay, because she thought it would be sort of nice to grow her own vegetables, and the kids could play down there. And Vanessa was massively opposed. Oh my god! You know what she's thinking about? Okay, Vanessa loves it. She's there all the time. Really? Yeah, <laughs> loves it. Um. So funny, actually. So I did actually see. So I, I just doing a comedy club last night, and someone that does the flyering there came up to me and said they listened to the podcast. Yeah. And I said, "What do you think of my dad? What do you think of you?" And he said he thinks you're funny. And he 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 said he seems like a very good parent. I went, what the fuck? Have yeah. You been listening to? Yeah. Him? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so exactly. Thanks. Thanks. No, he said that you you seem wild. You know, but you're very wise and on it. He said you're it's switched on. He said switched on. Yeah, there you go. So, but that was a 20 year old man. I think that's our demographic now, men. Um, yeah, but that's a, that's a good demographic because kind of makes sense because because 20 year 20 year old I think young men they need desperate for, for some guidance. Yeah, because there's yeah. so much there's so much mixed information about what they should be. Okay, mm. and 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 then because. I think ultimately it's a bit like it's a bit like reading 20 books on 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 I don't know for example uh on fitness and then then coming out of it thinking I've I've read, read so many different opinions I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um but yeah we spoke about um your drinking last week. Uh-huh. And that's a very interest, interesting conversation actually and I've been going to Al-Anon still. Yeah. Um partly because of that and stuff. And I, and I spoke about how we 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 did the episode, and um, any other time we we've spoken about it, you've been very defensive. Mm. I don't think I've ever actually heard you admit to being an alcoholic before. Whereas you well, did. I think I think week. I think I think obviously it's it's um, it's well, I, no, it's not. I've the last time we had a conversation, I think, were you trying to hook me up with this guy? Okay, um, who was who was who was? But you know, I I said I said. There's no point you phoning me up, okay, and telling me what was me, it I was trying to do last. You time? were you were, ages ago. You're trying to um fix me up. With this guy who who did meditation and went to Alcoholics Anonymous. Do you not remember? No, I do remember kind of doing that, but I don't remember exactly who it would have been. Well, it's irrelevant who it was, okay. Mm. But um, but the point was, I got to the point with you where you kept on going on about it. I said, but you're not giving me any solutions. If you want to help me, then phone me up at five thirty, okay, or come around at five thirty. Was that when I lived which is in my, Manchester? My window. Here? is Manchester but I think you were about here but I said don't don't keep berating me 
without giving me a solution. That's a waste mm. of time. Okay, so I'm, I'm not, I have admitted it before, but there's no point so being continually told that you're doing something wrong, okay, without that person offering some sort of a solution. Okay, or why it's it's all you're doing is telling that person what they know. It's like it's like what what is this day speed? It's like speaking the bleed the bleeding obvious day. Okay, it is very difficult for someone to help someone through that. Like you don't know what to do, and you know you can't. Like I lived in Manchester, I couldn't be there every. Nobody said that. Then, 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 then five. Then phone me up at five thirty for a chat. Mm. okay but but ultimately it's fine i'm not i'm not either it's like everything either you get some assistance or you shut up about it okay because there's no point continually as i say telling someone what they already know okay but the point is i'm not talking to you about what you could or couldn't have done i'm saying even back then yes i've admitted it i've 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 never said i don't don't have a problem with drinking Mm. okay so but there are there are like anything, there are levels of alcoholics, you know, the people who literally get up at nine o'clock in the morning, they have a, have a vodka, okay? And there are, like me, and lots of other people like me, there are functional alcoholics who, who you know, plenty of, I mean, we got hundreds of thousands of, of, of um, wives, mothers, female professionals, male professionals who will come home and they'll have a couple of glasses of wine every sure. night. Okay, that's, that's still a functional alcoholic. They're doing it every single day. Well, I mean, it's just because the in this country the standard of it's culture alcoholism is so because the units I think is the recommended units is like four a week. Is that right? Mm, yeah, something like that. Which is like yeah. three beers. Yeah, yeah, nothing. And that's like what people have, you know, in Weatherspoons before a night out. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, yeah. So that yeah. the standard of what is alcoholism has been put so high, but if you actually took it to its roots and what is alcoholism you know scientifically probably 85 percent of the uk are alcoholics probably yeah yeah, yeah a huge proportion certainly, I mean, certainly that, that's 50, just cert- completely out there cert- certainly around 50 percent. but it's bizarre because i always remember jason vale would say often before people go to his juice retreat for a week okay or how long they go for and just drink juice often people say oh do you not think you should do you not think you should sort of go and see a doctor to get some advice? He said, yeah, it's really funny, though. When someone says they're going to Magaluf, okay, or Bifa, yeah. okay, where they're, where they're going to consume huge amounts of alcohol and potentially drugs, okay, no one actually says, you should probably go and see a doctor. Okay, really but funny. when they, I know, when they go on the juice retreat, all of a sudden, apparently, they should get medical advice. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. Ketamine's okay, but, but kale. I know, I mean. but that, that that's how but that, that's how dysfunctional our culture is. Okay, people are more concerned about people consuming vegetable juice than they are about alcohol. Well, it's just not the norm, is it? That's why. No, but it's it's also funny. Do you not find it crazy? No, I think that, it's really I think that's that, really that, crazy that, and funny. It yeah. is, but do you, do you not find it crazy too that when people go to an airport, it's really funny. You'll see people at six o'clock in the morning necking back a pint of beer okay or gin and tonic because they're on holiday so mm. why shouldn't they i mean that's just that's just an excuse to consume alcohol at a completely unacceptable hour okay and in some way frame it as being respectable because they're on holiday okay mental well i struggle with because i struggle with bit, uh, the minute especially a bit being around alcohol uh, and when people joke about how much they drunk the night before that's or how madness. much they or how much they can drink Break about right. it well, about good it. Job. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's, it's yes, I've I've literally I've I've 
I've drunk so much alcohol I've probably poisoned myself to the point where it's quite dangerous but I think that's if I can again it's you know I've drunk that much poison how clever am I okay or I can consume it I can hold it bizarre but the thing for me is because I I think I had I think when I was doing a lot of drugs that was a slight problem yeah I was doing every week Uh but so I can see kind of the alcohol because I've never had an issue of alcohol I've never enjoyed it at all um so it's difficult to see that side of it but I, I do i can see the addiction side slightly but drugs are there's a much different culture around them and i think drugs are better for you than alcohol i think because I it's a very different it's an experience you'll never get you know some sometimes it can be a beneficial experience I think and there's no, no one's I ever mean, gone in from a night out and thought, fucking hell, I had this big revelation last night. I know the meaning of life. No one's alcohol. ever done that after no, alcohol. No one's happened. But also, I, I can't think, I, I mean, I don't know how many stabbings, okay, are the result of taking ecstasy. I would think it's almost none. Well, it would be very difficult to be violent. It would be incredibly difficult to be violent. So actually, ecstasy or MDMA would be far, far safer, okay, in terms of what potentially you could do to yourself and other people. Yeah, shit. Alcohol's dangerous. I mean, if you look at the number of, the number, for example, of um, not just female, okay, but male domestic abuse through alcohol, it's colossal, just mm. colossal. Domestic abuse violence is huge. It's, it's and even, okay, it's really interesting um, where, again, it's, it, it's you kind of where people sort of associate it or they might associate drugs like heroin as a bit of um, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a sort of class drug where sort of, I don't know, shitter people, for example, take heroin. And uh, whereas I guess a better people sort of take a cane or something like that. But it's interesting. I remember being out with an ex-girlfriend, okay, who who was um, with one of her friends who was very, very high up, okay, in the legal profession. And she had a real problem. Okay, she 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 was one of these people who like had a tipping point. So, for example, she'd have a couple, couple of glasses of wine and she was fine. Third glass, she was literally like over the edge and she would start being emotional, abusive. Okay, just her behavior completely changed. And we're talking on a day to day level. You know, she was defending people in court. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Well, so she would drink. That was her problem or drugs. Drink, mm. drink. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, I've got this this camera. A CCTV camera that's just being set 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 up, and it's just shouting Wi-Fi connected. So okay. it's a bit, bit irritating. But cocaine's really bad, I think. Well, I think the difference Cause, is cause, with... cause the thing is with cocaine is you've got to do it. So, like, if you're doing, it, you've got to keep doing it throughout the night. I think is is you know drugs are called. It's funny because alcohol isn't called recreational alcohol. You've never you've never heard a person ever say. Or I've never heard a person say recreational alcohol. Okay, but drugs are specifically recreational drugs, and the vast majority of people who take drugs. Okay, again, please don't quote. Okay, we do it through recreational purposes, probably once a month, once a week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, of course, there are other people who are completely, absolutely addicted. Okay, and do it countless times a day. But once, I was doing it maybe once or twice a week. The the time I knew it got bad was is what is when we'd go out to the local club and we'd do cocaine, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, yeah, we had a we did well there. We had like we didn't take ecstasy. That was a good job. <laughs> oh, well done. Bad. Yeah. And then we go to the gym the next day. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I don't look back. I look back on those times very fondly, actually, because there was a time where 
me and my three friends all had like we were all in the same you know because for all of you to do that every week is a very you can't really do anything else no you can't function at at a level with anything else so uh, there was a time where we were all willing to make that sacrifice to just have a good time yeah i don't and we had great times i don't regret that at all but now you know they're all doing stuff and i'm doing stuff so we we, and i could live here so we could just never do that so i don't regret those times at all it was a great time let's listen to this this neurosurgeon so uh phd psychiatrist okay and he was talking about obviously about sort of where now they scan brains and they look at the damage to the brain the damage to the brains that we obviously inflict through various things and he said, he said, you know, it's a lot of people, obviously, they associate fun with alcohol or drugs. And he was actually saying that I think one of his patients was Miley Cyrus. And, mm-hmm. uh, and a, a year later, where she had sort of gone to one of his clinics, okay, and sort of cleaned herself up, okay, started taking the right vitamins, okay, for her brain, okay, and, and actually healing her brain, which she can do, apparently. He said to her a year later, are you, are you having fun without alcohol, drugs? She said, yeah, I'm having so much more fun. I think that's the point. I think the problem is we are locked into this. You go to a wedding, even a funeral, parties, Christmas. Funeral? Like but you take drugs at funerals? No, alcohol, dumb. Alcohol, oh, right. obviously. <laughs> obviously, alcohol. Funerals are you going to? No, alcohol. Okay, you wouldn't even, I'm not I'm talking about weddings, but alcohol is. You watch all the all the glitzy adverts for food on at Christmas, and there'll always be a bottle of champagne. Mm, it's true. That's it. Yeah. It's entrenched. It's associated with, when you go out for food, you get, you have alcohol. Any any celebration will be alcohol. So it's, um. I mean, look at, for Christ's sake, if you look at, for example, the, I was in a supermarket. Okay, there's probably, actually, there's a whole good, aisle. Well, at, at least Two a whole aisles. aisle. No, there's, there's going to be one wine. Okay, and probably one of mixers. Okay, mm. which again are kind of the same. So you know, and all the mixers do is make the alcohol taste. Is make the alcohol taste kind of acceptable, tolerant, toler- like tolerant, tolerant. yeah, tolerant. Because no one would drink unless you're really fucking unless you've got a real problem. You know, if you see people drinking neat vodka or even neat whiskey, are you mental? Okay, yeah, it's really or, or martini. My God, it's disgusting. Okay, so then what we have to do is have to sweeten it up to make it acceptable. Because if someone gave you, if you ever give a child, okay, even mixed alcohol, that they they wonder what they. I mean, beer lager. They they look at you like you, you must be some kind of insane person. Well, you did that they, once. I remember we. we neat. You, no, no, give a child. Give a child. Give a child. Give a child even to smell neat vodka, and they would think you are. I mean, they would probably rather drink bleach. Now, when I was a kid, I would. We'd always. You'd always have wine with your dinner, mm. and I'd always ask to have some. And then you'd be like, no, no, no. And then one day you gave me some and I had it and it was disgusting. So I disgusting. never asked again. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think awful. it was just annoying you that I kept asking. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so, so I mean, just unless you get the sweeter wines, but Christ, when you start, when you start sort of, you know, developing a palate, I mean, they've even got except words for it, like, you know, people with a good palate for wine or a good palate. So you, 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 you're good at tasting poison. Okay, no, but mix, just... mixology is an art, you know, people... I know it's an art. I know it is, okay. And I'm saying taste... it's been created, this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, of course, around, of course the whole thing. Well, you've got mixology, that's another one. You've got sommeliers, which which advise people in restaurants which is the best wine to drink. Okay, you've obviously what? got, you know... What, what, like they'll advise the restaurant or the customers? No, the customer. Top well, restaurants people, have... that's their job. They'll just go to yeah, tables. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
and I think his first restaurant, he had one table and they had a sommelier, which is like a head waiter, but their their job is just to go to a table and say, what I would pair your food with would be this Sauvignon Blanc or this, I don't know, this, I'm not, or this Bordeaux or something like that. And uh, and this table of six, I think it was, it may have been four. Okay, after they spent 55,000 pounds on wine, they thought what we're going to do is take the food bill off, which is like 1,700 quid. They spent 55,000 pounds on wine for a meal of, I think it was only four. What do you mean they took the food bill off? Well, they took the food bill off as as a gesture. Oh, they didn't charge them for the food? No. 17 grand, though. That's a lot of money. No, 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 no. 1,700 quid just for food. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, they spent 55,000 pounds on wine. Yeah, that was a good gesture, yeah. Yeah, good gesture. (laughs) But... There's also, I watched this program, I think it was a Netflix. What do you reckon the wine cost the restaurant? Similar? Uh, no, he probably would have paid half that, I should think. Fine. I mean, some. so, yeah, they make a huge amount. They make a huge amount of wine now, Carl. But I watched this thing on Netflix about there's a special sort of guild of top sommeliers, and there's only, I think, 300 of them in the world. And it takes about two... You have to be a sommelier to start with, and it takes two years just to be in the position to take the exam okay and they have to be able to so the exam they'd be given wines to taste and they'll have to know the country of origin the year and the grape i mean seriously no not the country i think they've got to know the region okay Mm. literally where so they spend two years they generally do it with someone else who wants to be in the guild too because it's almost impossible to do it on your own and every single night they taste wine every single night hmm that's mad, isn't it? So yeah, there's it's an insane there's, job. Could you imagine that the, with a if you had to be a drug dealer, you had to train for two years and I know. I know. But that's okay. no 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 no. That's two years just to be in this guild. Okay? Mm-hmm. They have to be to be a sommelier would t- probably take another three years before that. Yeah. So it's yeah, madness. But there is so there's this huge culture, like you say, mixology, sommeliers, you know, for example, okay, all these other things cocktail waiters massive massive culture okay champagne all the different regions okay and so on and so forth where where it's just it's not it's not bad to drink it's actually i mean look at james bond what does he have i think uh a martini on the rocks martini shaken not stirred yeah yeah the thing is when i if i go out with people i obviously don't drink i I can sometimes feel them be a bit uncomfortable i'm not drinking yeah, they would be because no Cause... one likes no one likes the sober person in the room because you know ultimately you're gonna you know they they you feel sort of judged. Mm. It's just great. And then when someone offers me a drink and I say I'll have a coke, they almost look offended. They almost look like is he mental? Yeah, yeah. Is he is he what what's wrong with him? Yeah. Did he have a problem or something? Is he just yeah. surely he must drink because everyone else does? But um, what are you doing? Uh, just rolling a cigarette. Okay. Um, but what I said in the um, in the meeting was how. So you said I, I don't remember you ever saying blunt, straight out you're an alcoholic to me. So I said that maybe maybe you have done, but I don't remember you doing that. Um, and then I also said how um, you said for the first time that you struggle. You'd never said that. Uh huh. Well, I think I think that you've got you've got to you've got you've got to the two things. First of all, don't ever ask an alcoholic when he's an alcoholic. When, yeah, but that's, alcoholic. That, that's the thing. No, I, the two I never... things. Don't, don't ever ask an alcoholic if he's an alcoholic when he's when he's drinking. 
Okay, because mm. he's always going to because because it's like anything the admission. As soon as you admit you're something, then then you need to stop doing it. Okay, and at the time you probably think it's quite nice. Okay, so so and it's it. I, I think it's like anything. It's like it's like the worst part of anything or giving anything up is uh, the fear of loss because we kind of feel that we're losing something giving it up it feels like a sacrifice we're actually in reality it's you know to wake up every morning functional without feeling a bit shit okay be much healthier much fitter okay is massively beneficial and i think i think for example when i've when i when i was for example a child or a teenager when i was really happy then i didn't drink okay and when when I've obviously had periods where I haven't drunk or I've been to a juice retreat or something like that, I was bloody happy there. So it's it's odd, but at the time it feels like no, 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 no. I'm gonna, you know, I'm. It's almost it's almost like you know. Well, for example, when you've lost money trading, does that not feel like a bit like a mortality, a bit like losing someone? It feels like a loss, yeah. Loss, yeah. So I think it's the same thing. We we we're petrified of loss, and the problem is rather than seeing it or reframing it as a positive, when it's seen as a negative, I'm giving something up. Okay, it's very hard to accept that. So the best thing to do is deny you're that person and just carry on. No, 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 no. Mate, I like a few drinks. Nothing wrong with that. You know, half the bloody planet likes a few drinks. Okay, it's absolutely no problem with that. You know, I I work, I do this, I get etc. etc. I'm quite, but no. Okay, it, it it affects you. I mean, that's specifically if it didn't have an effect. Because I think I'm just working for an airline pilot, actually. But I think again, it's funny. Um, Twenty years ago, probably thirty years ago, it would it would be fine for an airline pilot to, for, for example, go out the night before, uh, have a few drinks, and then fly the plane. Jesus Christ! I think now they've got to be dry for at least twenty four hours before. At well, least. you say that, but I um a lot of them. Like, when I was working at the gym, there was a pilot. Um, and he was just telling me how I was, uh, he said he went to Vegas and I said, what did you do the night before? And he goes, I went and fucked all of the air hostesses and got pissed. So I think they do yeah. do it, but they could no, get I... tested at any point. Well, I think I'd, I'd funnily enough, I'll ask, I'll ask this guy, but my understanding is they got to be clean 24 hours before. And if they were tested, they would literally, they'd certainly be suspended. I'm, I think it's I'm, a risk, you know, a massive risk because yeah. that's, that's their job. Okay, I don't think I'd, I. I would think it's zero tolerance. I would be very surprised. I mean, no, I'd. I'd no, but the, it, the thing is, they might not get tested. So that's the risk, I think. No, they might not. But the potential is the risk is if they were tested, it's a bit like it's no different than. I mean, Christ, they're not. They're, it's not like they're even um, in thing imaging of a car. Okay, where they for potentially. I mean, I'm sure I have. I've had gone to sessions the night before, and then I'm sure I'm still pissed the morning after. And if I was breathalyzed, I probably would be. Okay, just mm. because you've just because you you slept uh, one night, it doesn't mean you still haven't got a huge amount of alcohol in your system. <clears throat> so being being in control of a car, obviously, if I was found stopped in the morning and I was over the limit, I would absolutely lose my license. Okay, that's just a car. So obviously, if you're in control of a jet plane with Two five hundred passengers, or how many they 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 carry? Okay, um, yeah, you're gonna lose your license immediately. I should think, and, yeah, and justifiably yeah. too. Quite right. Okay, so that's mental. But my, my point was, it was kind of refreshing to have that chat with you. Good, where you admitted it because I didn't mm. know that you actually found it a challenge. Mm, cool. I think because um, I remember the last time I brought it up with with you was maybe. Christmas time when I was home. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of shot back then in a defensive way. Um, yeah. 
but because I think it was on a podcast, you didn't see it as an attack. You saw it as a chance to speak to people about it in a way that's maybe helpful. I think I think there's no point. I think one thing I'm I'm always trying to be clear. Okay, and and um on the podcast because ultimately, if people are going to go out of their way and take and spend their valuable time listening to me. And I just, I ultimately can't be authentic and genuine and speak from the heart rather than trying to frame myself to maybe look like a better person. I, I'm not here for that. I, it's ultimately to me, if I can say something from based on my experience and 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 I, I've, I've been a busy man throughout my life. You know, I, I've done, I'm not, again, this is no brag, but I've done a lot of things. Okay, I've, I've I objectively try and educate myself with self-help, self-development, okay, as much as I can okay and if I if I hear a fact I question it and I research it myself so I think ultimately I spend a lot of time researching things so if I can't be authentic and genuine uh rather than bullshit okay and lie what am I doing this for it's a complete waste of time mm. I'd, I'd surely be letting people down if I said well no I'm a great person and you know a few glass of wine you know picks me up and everyone should do it well it fucking doesn't it makes me it makes me again you know yourself okay god forbid the tipping point is all the wrong, wrong sort of alcohol i can become so opinionated and mean it's unbelievable yeah yeah but i just thought it was it was good to have that chat with you actually because i thought you'd been kind of ignoring it for a, for a long time um but obviously you're not no no, I just, you know, I, I I try and address it every day, but you, I, I sort of end up in the same place a lot of the time. But I started drinking. I started, because the, the, the problem is, it, it's, I think you've got to ask yourself um, why you do it and and what alternative you could do. So, for example, this week I've been working really hard, you know, physically very, very hard. And at the end of the day, I've got my gym stuff in my bag and I like going for a swim and going in the, in the steam room. Okay, but invariably... Okay, it's because I've culturally okay sort of finished work and gone to the pub. Okay, as as maybe as maybe a wind down meditative type thing. Okay, as as a sort of a debrief and to get out of the house to some extent. Uh, it, it's do I go there for the alcohol or do I go there because I just like being in that environment? So I've started drinking non-alcoholic beer now. Okay, That's cool. and yeah, and I think because I like still going to the pub. So I think, well, then go to the pub and have a cup of tea or have a non-alcoholic beer. Okay, try doing that or go to the gym. Okay, I get yourself. But the majority of, of, of I think, addictions are habit, habitual behavior. We're locked in that habitual behavior. It's not really. I mean, again, I can go to juice retreat and not drink for a week. And I don't I don't think, fuck, I need a drink. Okay, mm. so, so in that respect, okay, the physical addiction is tiny, but it's just a habitual stuff. It's a big part of the environment isn't it i think well i think it's not just the environment but it's, it's habitual behavior if you've done every, you know yourself if you do if you decide to wake up at six o'clock every morning for there's there's a mixed view on this for 21 days 35 days 40 days you will probably then for the rest of your life wake up at six o'clock okay if you decide to make your bed every morning okay for 35 days or 21 days or how long it is then that'll be that that will be something you'll do mm. so it's it, 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 it's breaking a habit is is generally okay you've got to replace it with something else mm, quite right well i think we should do a part three on this okay yeah but we it's the zooms let 
cutting us off now. Is it? So we've got to go. That's Any tips thing. for people that might be drinking and struggling with it? Just a quick tip. I, I think to you, maybe. I think. I think. I mean, obviously, the first thing is, 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 is again. First of all, what's a level? So, for example, some people might binge drink over the weekend. They might. They might binge drink every evening. Okay, or have a few drinks every evening. I think it's. It's the first thing is is. Um, I mean, I've read Alan. Car- I think it's Alan Carr's book. I think it is. Okay, on on drinking, I've read I've read a few books on drinking, um, and again, a lot of these people had they had very similar experiences where they would they would persuade themselves that they were you know they were drinking fine wines and that that was all right or a nice malt whiskey and the more expensive it was the more it's justified. It's fucking alcohol. It's very addictive. But I think I think but that that a lot of people might think that gets them off. Okay, I don't think it does. You've got to look at the level of habitual behavior compared with the chemical dependency. I think the chemical dependency actually is very low. I think the habitual is very high. Okay, so what can you replace it with without feeling like you're doing yourself? Mm. Quite right. All right, Dad. Um, Cool. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Definitely. Bye. Well, there it is. Drinking part two of the Dad Issues podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Maybe it's helpful or interesting or just enjoyed it. I don't really know. But again, Patreon. Join the Patreon. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, message me on Instagram if you're enjoying it. Just spread the word. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye.